Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. I am your host today, Alan Niger, and I'm the creative director here at Messenger, uh, where our mission is to develop uncompromising followers of Christ to transform our world. And joining me today is Edward Lee. Hey. Hey, Edward. Hey, good to be here. Edward's a part of our creative team here at Messenger. He's a, a masterful storyteller. He's uh, just an amazing addition. A lot of, if you've seen short films that have come out of Messenger over the last, uh, what, 14 months probably? Then Edwards had his, a huge uh, hand in, in making those things happen. Well, we're having a lot of fun. We so. are having a lot of fun. It is, it is a joy. And uh, recently, um, we were able to uh, send Edward and a team mm-hmm. uh, from here at Messenger uh, over into Southeast Asia for a uh, essentially a conference tour, some meetings and some things. And um, we just want to be able to share with you uh, what God is doing over in Southeast Asia. And I'd love for Edward just to give us an update on what he experienced. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, let me start by saying that we just came back from Asia and we're still jet lag. We're still recovering, processing all this information. What time did you wake up this morning? Two o'clock. Oh, I've two. up since two. So I've seen... Two a.m., right? That's not two right. p.m. Yeah, uh, two a.m. Yeah. <laughs> So it's been like that for the last couple of days, but hey, you know, it was so worth it because we come back with such a sense of awe of what God is doing out there in the nations and how much he's just transforming lives out there. So we were so incredibly blessed to be able to first go to Singapore, which was our okay. first stop along the way. And John and Lisa were able to partner up with uh, Heart of God Church in Singapore. And I just I got to tell you, like, it's unbelievable what they're doing out there in that church. Wow. You know, Pastor Howe and Leah, they have a vision to just transform the nation of Singapore, but they're doing it in a very unconventional way. You in know? what way? Well, you see a lot of churches today, young people are leaving the church all around the world, but in Heart of God Church, people are flocking into the church. They're coming in wow. in, in hordes. And so you're seeing young people, teenagers who are just on fire for God. Their mission is to, you know, what they believe is that young people are not the leaders of the future. They are the leaders of today. Wow. And so they really have just sowed into that with all all their heart, mind, and soul. And so you're seeing young people, you know, 10, 12-year-olds who are, you know, sown into it, invested in, you know, leading worship. And what they've really created in that place is this atmosphere of just belonging. Mm-hmm. You see them have a family atmosphere. They're, they're just so on fire. And what they believe is that when you sow into these young people, they're going to sow back the best years of, of their lives into the kingdom of God. And that's it's, it's unlike anything we've ever seen in any of the wow. churches that we've been a part of. So. That's amazing. 12-year-olds leading worship? That's right. 12-year-olds. That's remarkable. They're, the base is actually like bigger than themselves, you know, and they're trying no, to... Wait, is this, like a, is, a, is this a small small church it's where not. it's just like a little family? Because, I mean, I've been to those churches here in the States right. where it's just like, you know, 15 people and no, that's they not. have somebody playing the bass who's 12-year-old because... Uh, that's all they have, you no, know. I'm telling you, you got to see it to believe it. But there's three thousand people strong wow. in that church, and they're growing, and they're growing, and they're not stopping. And so this is an, a, a huge church, but they do everything with excellence. They do everything with just a love and a passion for God. And you know, we come back just so fired up about the partnership we get to do mm. and have with this church, and just to see God be able to bring you know this ministry, Messenger International to run alongside them to do the work that we were able to do in Southeast Asia. It's just beginning. Isn't that amazing, though, to be able to... So that's why I love seeing how God is moving in churches all over oh, the yeah. earth, because it's like the Singapore church has something that we don't have here. Right. And, you know, it's, it's so easy as Western Christians, I think, to sometimes think that we're at the pinnacle of what God is doing. 
And when we don't include the worldwide body of Christ in what we're doing and be able to see how God right. is moving right. around the world, then it's like we don't have a full picture of what God is doing. And I think that's because there's a there's a vast array of personalities and and purposes and and ways people are impacting the kingdom. And and when we go far and wide to see that, then it, it makes our it makes our Christian walk even a, a, a it has more depth and more yeah. substance. And, you know, I think the funny thing is, like, we went there thinking we we're going to go and minister to them, but yeah. the whole time we had our notebooks out taking notes. We're, we're asking questions. You know, Pastor Howe and Pastor Leah, they have dedicated their, you know, last 20 years of their lives to doing this, and so we, they have, they're, they're just a wealth of wisdom. And so I know, pa- you know John and Lisa have come back here with this sort of vision to see that, you know, the, the mission of this church continues to flourish here in the States as well as in Asia. Wow. We, I mean, I, you touched on something there that I think is so important is that we need to have hunger That's right. to learn That's as right. Christians. And we can learn from, from people who are 12-year-old, 12-year-old who is leading worship. We can learn an aspect of the, the presence and the, the spirit of God from that person. Oh, yeah, right. And that's I mean, awesome. The Bible says that the young people are going to prophesy, they're going to yeah. have dreams. And so we, we're we missing out on a part of who we are as a body of Christ if we're not actually empowering our young people. You know, wow. they're, they're, they're a huge aspect of this body of Christ. And a lot of times in the church, they're sort of a second thought. Mm. You know, it's, it's the children's ministry, it's the youth group, and it's sort of a, a secondary ministry. But here in the church, this is they're the main focal point of that church. 20, 21 year old is the average, 21 is the average age of wow. that church. Wow. 75% of that church is less than 21 years old. That's amazing. Think about that. Wow. So that kicked off your trip into yeah, Asia. So, I mean, that was a, that was a pretty remarkable thing. So it then was. from Singapore, you guys went over to Thailand, yeah. correct? That's right. Where Messenger hosted a conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. Why don't you uh, well, give us a little backstory sure. on that? Like how that you know, started, what, you know. Absolutely. Well, we were in Chiang Mai for three days, and you know, Heart of God Church sent 85 people from their church to help us uh, lead this conference. And I'll just say, you know, there's, you know, the the 10 minutes of this podcast is not enough to be able to justify or just to explain everything that went on. But I just want to say, like, God moved. Mm. He moved in a powerful way. You know, I could go through the numbers. You know, there were thousands of people who gave their life to Jesus, thousands more that, you know, responded to the altar call to break free from intimidation wow. and bitterness. You know, we gave out, gave out close to 10,000 books during that conference. Wow. Uh, additional 6,000 uh, Driven by Eternity curriculums were mailed out to local churches and leaders. Can I just say something with that? And, I mean, I just want to piggyback on it. Like, yeah, a, a book to somebody, you know, in in thailand is is a different experience than a book it is here in Co- in oh, colorado yeah. springs oh absolutely you know, like they value that message in such a way right, right. that we don't even we don't quite get well they don't have a lot of these teachings and resources there that are readily available to us and so when john and lisa they're out there donating these books it's not like we're asking them to pay for it they're donated with the help of a lot of, a lot of the partners that are listening to this right. it's it just goes such a long way to transform these churches and yeah. so you know, I could go, uh, you know, over testimony after testimony of how, you know, even one girl came up to us and afterwards after listening to Lisa speak, and she told us with tears in her eyes that she's called to be the lioness for her country. You wow. know, she's just on fire, and she's like, one day if Lisa comes to Myanmar, where where she's from, she said, I'm going to go and translate for her. I'll do, you know, I'll stand up there with her because I believe I'm called to do the same thing Lisa's doing. Wow. And so, you know, I could go off over all these testimonies, but what I will say is that we, as a messenger team, come back, you know, knowing that, yeah, God used us to impact this nation, but more importantly, I think he used this nation to impact us. Mm. So we come back fired up with a greater sense of urgency. 
because we've seen, we can't unsee what we've, we've seen. And that's lives have been transformed. God moved in a powerful way. And John, Lisa, the rest of his team, we come back with a sense of vision, knowing that God is calling us to bigger things, to dream God-sized dreams, to know that he is doing something not only in Asia, but he's doing something here and now, here in this place. And that's, that's the thing that we come back fired up with, a greater sense of faith, greater sense of passion. Yeah knowing that the work has just begun. And I love hearing your perspective, Edward. I, have, I appreciate everything that you said, and I believe that God is going to do some amazing things. And John and Lisa also had a chance to debrief with our team, and we would love to hear what they had to say as well. First thing we did is we went to uh, the Singapore Church, Heart of God. And now, uh, for those of you who don't know, Heart of God, I think I, I started going there about eight years ago, and they started the church 10 years ago. Um, they have roughly, we probably had about 4,500 in attendance over the weekend. They have a $50 million building, U.S. dollars, right? And they have the most amazing audiovisual that I have ever seen in any church in the world, anywhere in America included. And the average age of their church is 21.7 years. Now, he talks about how hard they have to work at keeping the average age under 21. And yet, because everybody they, keeps getting older, right? So they have to. So they have it actually where sixteen-year-olds are discipling thirteen-year-olds, nineteen-year-olds are discipling sixteen-year-olds. Eighty um, percent of the church is involved in serving in the church. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yep. And that was just uh, yeah, like yeah. an add-in. Yeah. No. Um, so Lisa did the two services on Saturday. Um, I got to do the youth service. Yeah, youth service. Would you explain that to me, please? But you was so, so cool. Uh, the first, the first service. No, I, no, wait. We had thirteen and fifteen-year-olds leading worship for us. Yeah, they are introducing the new thirteen-year-olds, yes. right? Yeah, it was no. It On was, the platform. No it, it, no, it was so cute. There was this t- teeny little guy. His glasses were too big for his oh head. Oh my gosh. He was twelve, playing on the keyboard, and they had to like drop the keyboard. Then they had other people that had to have like step ups to do things. It was so adorable in the okay, media room. But the level of the worship didn't drop an ounce yeah. when the 13 to 15 year olds were leading the worship. So what they did is let them do two two praise songs and then they came did some announcements and one of the other many worship teams. Then they had old 20 year olds lead worship. <laughs> and and this is this is what they do and it's such a it's such a great example of what the book acts is. Like so for example, worship, you know, announcements, worship, then somebody comes up and they read their testimony. Like, and, and like they've actually have five people that's a, that works with people to edit their testimonies. Full-time staff members, they, that's all they do. Because they said that Singaporean children are not raised to be bold. And, and so they would be terrified. So they sit up there and they read their testimony. And here's what I loved. Uh, and, and Arden noted this as well. It isn't, they don't say, and then I got saved. That's like the beginning. And they're like, then I got saved. And then I got five people at my school saved. And now I'm in the dance team. And now I'm also serving and doing this. I mean, it's like it comes full circle. And then my parents got, I mean, it's just these crazy testimonies. But their testimonies, and again, it's we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our life even unto death. They, They are definitely all in on all those levels. And, and it's just it's just adorable. I, I feel like they're a sister ministry to us. I really do. I felt that way for a long time. And it, so I called them last August and I said, well, We were talking Howell, in our kitchen and we were like, who would we take? To do worship in Thailand. You know, mm-hmm. Thailand's 0.7% Christian, right? 
So I, I said, Number who? one in adultery. In the world. Number two in, in teen world. pregnancies. In the world. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we, we found out that Thailand has been pretty much, as far as the church goes, a patriarchal type of uh, society in the sense that pastors, are, m many of them are very old. Uh, they even said, like, if somebody walks into the church with jeans on, they'll tell them to leave. And so that's what we're dealing with. That's the, the you know, this is the 0.7% of the population we're dealing with. So we were really hopeful that we would draw young leaders in. We did, like, our drivers were amazing. They would probably our be Our drivers about, has the fast, are the people that drove us there have the fastest growing church in Thailand. And, um... And so they were just driving us. And so it was so good. Like they'd ask us lots of questions. They were in the conference the whole time getting poured into. They got to see what heart of God. And they're, they're going to actually fly down to Singapore and begin to model what they're doing. Because even though they're the fastest growing church, most of the churches have children and old people. They don't and have, the children are very they don't disinterested. Have any, they don't have anybody there that's the next generation of leaders coming up. And so what the problem is, these old people are going to die off, and then we've got a whole other generation that's partying, gambling, involved in sex trafficking, and prostitution. And so that's just not going to change if you don't get them. And so, you know, it was for me, this conference was just as much what we preached as what we modeled. And so we did a Q&A with um, How and Leah and Arden and John and I. Pastors at, the of pastors, HOGC. And, and they got to see that we were like, we've brought them here for you. Like, we're, we brought them here to build you. And, and, and it, they were like, wait, there's no competition. Nobody's fighting for a place at the table. And, and you know, and How and Leah kept saying, we can't believe you gave us so much time to talk and we were like wait you have something we don't have and so the pastors needed to hear how to get the youth and um and they then the other thing was john preached in my opinion the most brilliant message he's ever preached on being a relevant church he told the story of how he tortured our family in michigan how he took us to see like and this is where i swing on swings and this is where i went to school and this is you know like this is where i swam in the swimming pool and you're like the first two or three things you're like that's nice and then at the end of the day you're like okay none of us have any emotional connection with anything you're showing us right now and so he told about how that's how we felt he said well that's how the youth feel when we sing only the old songs and we don't have any news stories and we don't have any things. And he said, that's what's happening as a whole generation is you're, you're singing. Like they thought blessed be the name of the Lord was like the cutting newest. Cutting edge song. Cutting, yeah. I mean, we love this song. I love this song. It's a good song. We sang it because they knew it. But like that was their like, this is the song of the Lord. Blessed be the, and we were like, we're going to have to sing. I am a child of God. You know, so, but I mean, like they, like they just had, they got trapped in a loop. And every service wasn't a testimony like they saw in Singapore of the faithfulness of God. It was like, I'm striving, I'm struggling, and yet God is faithful. And then they're crying, and everybody's like, we're all going to start crying. So, so we modeled something different. John uh, preached five services. That's crazy. That was intense in that atmosphere. Lisa got up and spoke to the most powerful messages, and literally I could just feel the the whole place, women being lifted and men supporting the women being lifted. It's like it broke open that patriarchal thing. Uh, to be honest with you, I wish Lisa would have done th another one and I would have done four because I think they really needed to hear Lisa's voice 
And it was so powerful. I mean, the anointing of God was on Lisa so strong. I was so proud of her. Thank you. And so um, it well, was... It well, was we, were, we stood up, all the women. It was so funny. We said, every woman in here stand up. And you know, they were all like, are we in trouble? You know, <laughs> so they all stood up. And we just said, you know, you're a God-breathed answer. You know, God created you as an answer. You're not a problem to be controlled. You're an answer to be embraced. And you could just see them from the front to the back just, like, start crying. And, and the men were like, what's going on here? Well, <laughs> you know? actually, the men yeah. were supportive. Some of the men were super excited. They were like, thank you. We had 1,200 new believer packs, and all of them were gone. All gone. So uh, there was a concert, and it Which, drew a lot of unbelievers in. And Pastor Howell just preached a brilliant salvation yeah. message. And so the first night, though, it was quite amazing in the sense that probably 1,500 people responded to repenting of sin. And I mean, repenting just, of not preaching repenting. And pre- yeah, repent, wow. repenting, repenting of, of not, not preaching, preaching repentance. repentance. Yeah. <laughs> and including our drivers who have the fastest growing church. And so it, I, I really, really believe that the fruit will go on what we believe for here. We believe that the fruit is everlasting. It will continue to strengthen the city long after we're gone in the nation so anything else, um, it, 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 I think one of the things that was really cool is when we had Howe and Leah do sessions, and they literally had their, their young people come up and do a testimony. So they modeled what they do there so the people could see it. And you could just see the people just starting to come alive and, and awake, um, you know, because, again, it is a patriarchal system over there in the church. So it was really good. Uh, I got to meet a man who was making $200,000 a year U.S., um, just, I think, five years ago. And um, he was an insurance guy. From Myanmar, He right? got, uh, no, 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 he, he's in uh, southern Thailand. Okay. And he got radically converted. And um, he now brought, he brought with him about 150 church planners. They have started 225 churches in the last five years. And just since September, okay, we are in January, they have seen over 4,000 people saved in their churches. And the thing is, they just read the book of Acts. God told me, he said, model your whole church after the book of Acts. So they read the book of Acts, and people are getting healed. You know, crippled people are walking, and, and people are getting saved like crazy. You should have seen this guy. I mean, he's about 55 years old. His face just glows. His people were so excited. He had me, you know, dress all of his church planners. That was one of our side meetings That's as well. That's where I almost got torn in half taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that to me, I, I really hope that that explodes because that is a big shining spot for Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think my biggest takeaway from the whole thing was, you know, you, 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 you know certain things, but when you see them, it's like then you see it and you're like, we can do this. Yeah. We can do this. And getting to do some stuff with the heart of God, actually everything that's been in our heart for what we want to see happen with Sons and Daughters or Messenger International, we actually felt like we saw it fleshed out there. And one of the things that Pastor Leah got up and said in her session, um, so many times we think about the next generation is here to displace or replace the generation that's present. And she said, it's actually here to reinforce. And it's sons and daughters and it's women and men. Yep. And, and it's just such a mind shift that you understand, wait a minute, I've got to, it's, I'm not raising up my replacement. Yeah. 
I'm raising up my reinforcement. Yeah. And so like, and I kind of like tried to offload some of them on my Instagram before I got on the plane and lost my turns of thought. But, but here's the thing, like it, it is the model that we need to have that, that we're always lifting up the next generation that somebody can always be pulled up. And so what she modeled, you know, she like showed the pictures of this is with them at 12. Now they're at 34, the first generation. Now here they are at 15. Now they are at 28. Now here they are at 12. Now they here they are at 22. And it's just like all this thing. And I just thought that's amazing. So that we all are in the ministry. We should all be doing something. It doesn't now when they say that they're a leader over five, that doesn't mean they, they're standing up and preaching at five. It means they're responsible for discipling five people and being in relation with those people and finding out where, how they need to connect and getting them connected with their skill set. And that was just really, really, um, really fulfilling for me. And then there was a scripture that I had along lines and I'll, I'll throw it to you. No, I'd love to hear it. So when I got back and this might not make sense because I, I, this was Monday, Tuesday Isaiah, morning, Isaiah 49, verses 1 through 6. It says, a light for the nations. And it says, listen, far-flung islands, pay attention, faraway people. God put me to work from the day I was born. And I just love that concept. You know, we don't have to go into training. God put us to work from the day I was born. The moment I entered the world, he named me. He gave me speech that would cut and penetrate. He kept his hand on me to protect me. He made me his straight arrow and hid me in his quiver. He said to me, you're my dear servant, Israel, through you, who, through whom I will shine. But I said, I've worked for nothing. I've nothing to show for a life of hard work. Nevertheless, I'll let God have the last word. I'll let him pronounce his verdict. And now God says, this God who took me in hand from the moment of birth to be a servant, to bring Jacob back home to him, to set a reunion for Israel. What an honor for me in God's eyes that God should be my strength. He says, but that is not big enough job for my servant just to recover the tribes of Jacob, merely to round up the strays of Israel. I'm setting you up as a light for the nation so that my salvation becomes global. And I felt like for us as an organization, it's not just enough to pick up the strays in the church. I mean, as it is for Israel, it is for Zion. You know, so this is a prophetic word to Israel, but we're Zion, you know. And so it's not enough just to be like, get the lost in the church. But God wants to set us up from the beginning of messenger, from the beginning of your life as a messenger of salvation that's global. And um, I just, it just was such a shift for me. So we just need to be big. We're a light for the nations. What Jesus is doing and what our mandate is, is to light the nations. Wow, I love, I love hearing what John and Lisa had to share about their trip. I love hearing their perspective, um, you know, just from the fact that they've been in ministry for so many years and they have such a passion and desire to continue to see God's work move amongst the next generation. That just yeah. lights a fire in me. And I love what they share about the re replacements oh, you know, and yeah. reinforcements and that we're not finding people to replace us. We're finding people to reinforce us. That's such a powerful idea in the kingdom of God. I think so. I think we've had such a wrong perspective here in the West, especially in the Western church. It always feels like I don't want to get replaced. You know, I don't want to get replaced. And so then we just keep going older and older and older. And right. uh, the idea, I mean, that, that little bit of fire in me just to have reinforcements coming behind me and helping people come up behind me. Like that's an amazing perspective change. Um, and Edward, do you have any other takeaways that you that you would love to share with us? Any other things? Well, first, I, I think it's important for us to say that we want to thank all the listeners out there who have been praying for us, sowing into this ministry, because a lot of the fruit that comes out of this is not just 
John and Lisa, it's all of you who are out there um, donating, giving, partnering, everything that makes this possible. So yeah. I'll say that. And the second thing I would say is, you know, when I came, you know, I didn't even get to touch on Myanmar. We got to go to Myanmar for a couple of days and just really sow into that nation as well. And, you know, while I was there, you know, one of the things I felt the spirit was impressing on me was this idea of waking up. You know, maybe it's because I've been on jet lag for so long, but this idea of just waking up. And I think God is waking up the church, mm-hmm. not just in Asia, but here in the States, right here, right now. We're, we're seeing such an urgency because I believe God is on the move right now. And the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. And I think that everyone, every part of this body has a role to play in seeing that the people of God come to know him, they, the, the lost come to be saved, and that we can all be a part of this mission. So, you know, if anything, I, I'd love to just communicate the fact that God is a, a bigger God beyond the little box that we often place him in in our conventional church. And I think he's breaking those barriers. He's showing how big he is. And so if I could just impress one thing, it's that we need to raise our vision, dream bigger dreams, and see that God is on the move because, and and we need to be a part of it to wake up and not let ourselves miss what he's doing in the nations. Yeah, that's good, Edward. Edward, thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it was an awesome conversation. Love hearing what's going on around the world. And uh, we love to hear from you, our listeners. So let us know how these messages and conversations are impacting you. Leave us a review on iTunes. Go to our website, messengerinternational.org, and find out how you can get connected. That's it for today. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time. Thank you.